0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM.
1: Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Fairplane Plaza owners and developers Lormax Stern are seeking to redevelop the former Rite Aid property at the corner of M139 and Napier Avenue. Benton Township trustees helped them take the first step on Tuesday, passing a 10-year tax break starting in January of 2024. During the meeting, Lormax Stern's Matt Drode said the 11,000-square-foot building will be gutted down to the shell and completely revitalized. We have
0: two parties. However, to confidentiality agreements. I can't disclose who they are. I believe there's been some social media buzz, and you probably know one of them. If I had to guess, I
1: can't disclose anything. When the township established the commercial rehabilitation at the site earlier this year, the Lormax Stern website featured an architectural rendering showing a Chipotle logo, and community Facebook groups were quick to pick up on that. The website has since been changed to say proposed Chipotle, but it appears the speculation may be coming true. You can find out more at our website. State Senator Jonathan Lindsay is calling for a closer look at an electric vehicle battery project planned from Acosta County. The Senate Appropriations Committee voted this week to approve state funding for battery plants proposed by Ford Motor Company and Our Next Energy, but the plant proposed by Goshen Incorporated was not approved. It's been mired in controversy over Goshen's ties to China. Lindsay said at a press conference this morning it's appropriate to hold that project up.
0: If we pursue economic development projects here in Michigan, there should be a rigorous vetting process. It should not only consider national security concerns, but things like environmental concerns. It should, of course, start with the question of whether this is a good deal for the people of Michigan. But yes, a lot of attention has been placed, especially on the national security angle of this, and I think rightly so.
1: Goshen says it's a U.S. owned subsidiary of Goshen High Tech based in China. Its vice president of North America said this week there's, quote, no communist plot within Goshen. However, Lindsay and others want more scrutiny of the plan that would give Goshen $175 million for a $2.4 billion plant that would create about 2,300 jobs by 2030. Lindsay was joined in expressing national security concerns about Goshen's China ties by former chair of the U.S. House Intelligence Committee, Pete Hoekstra. Lindsay says he quote does not believe we should be using taxpayer dollars to fund an expansion of a foreign company with ties to the Chinese Communist Party. A new degree program is coming to Lake Michigan College that could prepare students for more careers in the healthcare field. The LMC Board of Trustees at a meeting last night approved the Exercise Science Associate Degree Program. John Beck with the LMC Exercise Science Department told us this has been in the works for a while and it's attracted a great deal of student interest.
0: It's really preparing people for a master's or doctoral level degree, and some of those areas would be in physical therapy, physician's assistant school, even medical school if they wanted to. It would get all of your med school prereqs out of the way if you were to go into this type of program, as well as actual exercise science, personal training.
1: Beck says the faculty is looking forward to teaching more aspects of physical health, exercise, and science. The program will be offered at the Benton Harbor campus starting this fall. Meanwhile, a new program at Lake Michigan College is helping to keep students well-fed if they're struggling with the high cost of food. LMC President Trevor Kubotsky told us this week, Snack Shacks are stationed around all three locations for students to use freely.
0: Even in our area, we have a lot of young people who come to classes hungry. They don't, they're buying gas and not food. And so the college took it on themselves to come up with an idea, how can we help the students? So Student Services this year developed something called Snack Shacks. So there's seven bookcases around campus that we stock with essentials, canned foods, snacks, peanut butter, those types of things for our students.
1: The Snack Shacks are stocked with donations. Kubatsky says a note from a student was found at one of the Snack Shacks recently saying, quote, your food pantry shelves literally saved me. Food insecurity is a true struggle our entire lives. The Snack Shacks were launched in early March, and already students have picked up more than 1,300 items from them. Kubatsky said people from the public have even asked about helping to stock them. The program just received approval from Feeding America for additional support and a freezer and refrigerator have been donated to it by LMC staff. The ribbon-cutting and groundbreaking is planned for tomorrow for the New Heights Laundry Hub to be located in Benton Heights. It's a long-awaited laundromat and community center that will house human and social services, including financial coaching, career services, and health consultations. The project has been made possible thanks to more than $1 million in donations collected by New Heights CCDA. It has the support of the Whirlpool Foundation, the First Church of God, the Frederick S. Upton Foundation, and the Corwell Health Foundation, among others. The center at 2121 Red Arrow Highway will be available for use by the general public and is expected to be open this fall. The groundbreaking is set for 4.30 p.m. tomorrow. Air quality data is showing Michigan has improved in some areas, but it's falling behind in others. Ken Fletcher, an advocacy director for the American Lung Association, says our state is tracking in the right direction when it comes to air pollution.
0: Well, definitely we saw some improvement in ozone pollution. We saw fewer days overall where there were unhealthy days with ozone pollution. And the metro Detroit area actually fell out of the 25 top polluted areas in the country for ozone pollution.
1: However, there were also increases in short-term particle pollution. Some areas, like in Allegan County, could be getting a failing grade because ozone pollution is traveling across Lake Michigan from Chicago. Fletcher says we're getting better but still have a long way to go when it comes to air quality. Set to return to Lake Bluff Park in downtown St. Joseph next month is Antiques on the Bluff. St. Joseph Today's Amy Zabel tells us antiques on the bluff will be offered the first Sunday of each month from May 7th through October 1st.
0: There are about 60 vendors, individual vendors, that come and display their wares on Lake Bluff Park, so it's overlooking Lake Michigan. It's beautiful. It's just a great way to kind of cruise through, check out everything from vintage clothing to antique jewelry to furniture, all sorts of stuff that falls within the range of antique, vintage, or retro.
1: Sable says Antiques on the Bluff is a great chance for anyone to stroll around downtown to take in the shops and restaurants. The program will run from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on its Sundays. And the possibility of grabbing a drink at a college stadium in Michigan is back in the spotlight. State Representative Graham Filler and State Senator Sean McCann are leading a bipartisan effort to allow universities to sell alcohol at certain on-campus sporting events. Filler says the legislation would not jeopardize safety, but rather is about fairness in competition with other states. If
0: there was any question that um, allowing alcohol sales at college events was going to lead to public safety issues, then I, I
1: wouldn't put my name on it. Filler adds that allowing stadiums to sell alcohol would cut down on binge drinking. Universities would be able to sell alcohol at basketball, football, and hockey games. There are eight Big Ten schools that currently allow alcohol sales at football games. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dewanjack, where furniture shopping is fun. Next Monday, President Biden will welcome Tennessee State Representative Justin Jones, Justin Pearson and Gloria Johnson, the lawmakers who were at the center of a controversy surrounding the expulsion of Tennessee state lawmakers, More from ABC's Ike Ejiochi in Washington.
0: During a call between President Biden and the Tennessee Three earlier this month, Biden thanked them for their leadership in seeking to ban assault weapons in their state, as well as spotlighting what the White House called undemocratic and unprecedented attacks. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre didn't specify the meeting would take place in the Oval Office, but did say that the president wants Americans to understand his focus on the importance of taking action on guns by furthering the conversation with the lawmakers. The White House did not say if any family members of those killed in the Tennessee shooting would also be invited to the White House. Ike Jachi, ABC News, Washington.
1: The Supreme Court has temporarily extended women's access to an abortion pill until Friday. The justices are still considering whether to allow restrictions on mifepristone to take effect while a legal challenge to the medication's FDA approval continues. In an order signed by Justice Samuel Alito today, the court indicated it will act by Friday night. Alito provided no explanation for why the court put off a more lasting decision. The justices had given themselves a deadline on Wednesday in a fast-moving case from Texas in which abortion opponents are seeking to roll back FDA approval for Mif- Mifepristone. It's the most commonly used abortion method in the United States. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court is hearing a case from a convicted stalker from Colorado who is asking the nation's highest court to toss out a law that put him in prison for sending hundreds of messages on social media to a singer who felt threatened by the contact.
0: Billy Raymond Counterman spent four and a half years behind bars for sending a barrage of Facebook messages to singer Coles Whalen from 2010 to 2016. Whalen said the messages made her fear for her life, causing her to suffer severe emotional distress that sent her into hiding. Counterman says he'd never intended to harm Whalen, whom he'd never met, and argues the First Amendment protects his ability to communicate with a public figure. While the First amendment protects most speech it does not protect libel obscenity or what the high court calls true threats the justices are set to clarify when a threat becomes a crime
1: andrew lester an 84 year old white man accused of shooting ralph Yarol, a black teenager has pleaded not guilty in his first court appearance lester was in court today to answer charges of first degree assault and armed criminal action in the shooting which has attracted presidential attention and renewed national debate about gun policies Lester turned himself in yesterday and was later released on bond after agreeing to relinquish any weapons and have no contact with Jarl or his family. He also agreed to have his cell phone watched. A McCurtain, Oklahoma, county commissioner has resigned, effective immediately following a recording that was made public of the commissioner and other county leaders talking about murdering reporters and lynching black people. Or maybe he's he Alex Stone. The
0: sheriff in McCurtain County has not resigned as Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt has called for. And in fact, the sheriff's department in a post doesn't address the comments, but instead calls into question the validity of the recording and that it was recorded illegally by the newspaper reporter under Oklahoma law. The sheriff's department is indicating felony charges could be involved against those who made the recording, but doesn't address the racist comments that were made. Alex Stone, ABC News.
1: Alabama investigators say two teenagers have been arrested and charged with murder in connection with a shooting that killed four young people at a Sweet 16 birthday party. District Attorney Matt Segrest said Wednesday the pair will be charged as adults. That's automatically required in Alabama for anyone 16 or older charged with murder. The district attorney gave their names to 17-year-old Tyreek McCullough and 16-year-old Travis McCullough, both of Tuskegee. Saturday's violence shocked Dadeville, a sleepy town of 3,200, about 45 minutes from Tuskegee. Another 32 people were wounded, and Seagrass said four are still in critical condition. A landmark half-billion-dollar lawsuit has been filed over the police beating death of Tyree Nichols. More maybe he's Derek Dennis.
0: Civil rights attorney Ben Crump representing the family of Tyree Nichols announcing a staggering $500 million wrongful death lawsuit against the city of Memphis, its police department, and several of its officers. No more Tyree Nichols. The 29-year-old Nichols killed in a January traffic stop called on police body cam video being pummeled by officers as he cried out for his mother, Rovon Wells. No parents should be going through what I'm going through right now. Not guilty pleas among all five officers charged with second-degree murder. Derek Dennis, ABC
1: News. And new supervisors leading Disney World's revamped governing body say they had good intentions about collaborating with the company after they were appointed by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. But they said today at a meeting that it was shameful when Disney signed agreements with their predecessors, stripping them of most of their authority. It continued to feud between Disney and the Republican governor, Martin Garcia, who chairs the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District, said today, quote, nothing is off the table at this point. Among the changes board members made today were eliminating a planning agency and making the board responsible for future planning. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.